Hi, I'm Pastor Rob from Calvary Chapel, and this is the Let's Talk Truth podcast, a place where we discuss various topics related to exercising our faith, understanding the Bible, and strengthening our relationships with those around us. Let's explore together some powerful ways to make a lasting impact in our culture and leave a better world for the next generation. So let's get started, and let's talk truth. Hey there, welcome to the Let's Talk Truth podcast. My name's Pastor Rob, and we are talking here in episode number three about prayer, and specifically the power of prayer. Last time we talked about the faith of prayer and how prayer needs to come from a place of faith. Not our faith, but our faith in God, a God who can and does answer prayer. So I want to continue that and talk about the power of prayer and and really two aspects of the power of prayer and what it enables you and I to do and to be. Number one, it enables you and I to be witnesses, witnesses for God in a world that is desperate to hear their prayers answered. The second thing is it enables us to be confident. Once we pray to God and once we give our cares and concerns to God and requests to God, we can be confident that he hears us if we are his children. We can be confident that he answers them because he always answers prayer, even with a no or not yet. But God always answers prayer, not always the way we want prayer to be answered, but he does answer our prayer. So, uh, again, being a witness and being confident. Uh, And so I want to read some scripture to us to kind of set the stage. But before we get started, as I always like to do, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to sit before you, God, and talk about prayer. And God, I pray that our ears would hear what the Spirit has to say, that our hearts would understand the things that we are listening to and reading. I pray, God, that our prayers would be powerful, powerful in the fact that you are a powerful God. You can do the impossible. So as we spend this time together, I pray that you would teach us by your Holy Spirit to be Spirit-filled believers that love to pray. And it's in Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. As I said before, prayer is a conversation with God. Uh, Prayer is not just saying a few things that we want God to do or speaking into the air or giving God a list uh, of just what we want from him. Uh, Really, it's a conversation. Uh, Prayer should certainly, certain aspects of prayer should be asking God for things, asking God for strength, asking God for protection. Uh, But prayer can also be just prayers of thanksgiving, thanking God for what he has done, thanking him for what he still has yet to do. Uh, So our prayers can be all kinds of things. And it sure would be nice if we just prayed all the time, very simply, very uh, consistently. Uh, But oftentimes we find ourselves that's the last thing that we do. And so that's why I think it's so important that we talk about uh, the importance of prayer and the power of prayer. Uh, I'm going to read Acts chapter 16, verses 16 through 32, where it says, Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us, who brought her masters much profit 
by fortune-telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. But when her masters saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. And they brought them to the magistrates and said, These men, being Jews, exceedingly trouble our city. They teach customs which are not lawful for us, being Romans, to receive or observe. Then the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be jailed, and commanded the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. The keeper of the prison, awaking from sleep and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice, saying, Do yourself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light, ran in, and fell down, trembling before Paul and Silas. He brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes. And immediately he and all his family were baptized. Now when he had brought them into his house, he set food before them, and he rejoiced, having believed in God with all his household. The thing I love about this story is that Paul and Silas find themselves in a difficult situation. They find themselves in jail. But they were doing good things for God. They were serving the Lord during this time, but they found themselves in a very difficult place. But I want you to pay attention to what they do in their situation. They don't complain. They don't grumble. They don't get mad at God. No, they just pray. They pray, they sing, and they do it in front of everyone. Their their faith was just so alive. Their faith was just so evident to those around them. And that's something that we can all learn from. See, when they find themselves in a difficult place, they find themselves praying and praising God. Maybe that's what you and I need to be doing when we find ourselves in a financial burden, when we find ourselves in a relationship that is stressed and strained or difficult, when things aren't going well at work or arguing with your neighbors, whatever it may be, whatever difficulty that you might be experiencing, I want to encourage you right now, pray and praise God. Pray to God and give God praise. Because I believe, just like for Paul and Silas, when we pray and when we praise, even in the difficult times, God honors that heart 
And God will, in fact, just like for Paul and Silas, intervene. Maybe not as quickly as Paul and Silas's situation, but God will intervene if we continue to be faithful to him and pray, and to pray powerful prayers. I'm confident that Paul and Silas's prayers were spirit-led. I'm confident that they were just praising the Lord for the situation that they were in, thanking God. You know, the Word of God tells us to rejoice always, to pray without ceasing, and in everything to give thanks. They were doing that, and God honored that prayer, and he honored their praise. So I encourage you, whatever you're dealing with today, stop, think, meditate on God, lift up a prayer, and give a praise of thanksgiving to God, and watch him intervene on your behalf. That, my friends, is enabling you to be a great witness for God because when you're strengthened in that situation, man, you're going to share it with someone else and they too will be encouraged. You really have two options when you're in a rough place. You can get upset and complain or you can use the opportunity to be a witness. I can remember a time that I was going through a difficult situation. I had gotten some bad news in my life. I remember my pastor invited me to lunch. And we were talking, and he just continually asked me how I was doing. I would tell him I was doing fine. And then he would ask me again, no, really, tell me, how are you doing? I came to realize that he was trying to figure out how I was dealing with the situation in my life. And I looked at that pastor, and I said, Pastor, I believe my life is in God's hands. And if he's allowed this to happen in my life, there must be a reason. And I didn't know it at the time, but God used that situation in my life many, many years later when someone in my church was going through something very similar to what I had gone through. And I was able to minister to that person because I knew exactly where they were at. And I gave them encouragement and hope that God would get them through just like he did me. I share that so that we can consider the tough times in our lives as opportunities for God to use us, to equip us for something that he wants to do in the future. So maybe you're going through something tough right now. Be encouraged. God knows. God sees. and God's going to work it out for good. For we know in Romans 8.28, it says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. So if you're his child, he's going to work all things out for good. We have to believe that. We have to trust that. And even if it doesn't, God will get us through because he's faithful. Paul and Silas spoke the word of the Lord to them. It says in verse 32, I'll read it again. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. They weren't focusing on their circumstances. They weren't focusing on what had happened. No, they were focusing on the opportunity right in front of them to lead a family to the Lord. Boy, if we would just have that focus on a daily basis, how much easier it would be for us to get through our days. You will be placed in all kinds of situations and circumstances in your life. They may not be ideal for you, 
but they may not be for you at all. They might just be for someone else. Are you willing to suffer for a little bit for someone else's salvation or for someone else's benefit? Where are you right now? Maybe you're exactly where God needs you to be for someone else. Because the power of a prayer enables us to be a powerful witness. The second thing is the power of prayer enables us to be confident. Confident in what God wants to accomplish. Confident in the things of the Lord. It says in Acts chapter 4, starting in verse 23, And being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God, who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, who by the mouth of your servant David have said, Why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. I don't know about you, but that sounds like a revival. That sounds like the power of God at work. When people raise their voices to God, when they look to the Lord, God moves. They were led to pray and to pray according to God's will, praying that God would give them favor to speak his word, praying that God would use the situation for his glory. The result of their prayer as it says in verse 31, that the place was shaken. This is the kind of result from prayer that I'm looking for in my life. Are you looking for that same thing? Do you want God to shake the place around you because of the power of your prayer? Because of the confidence of your prayer? Prayer that shakes things up. Prayer that stirs you up and makes things happen. The problem we have is that our situations stir us up most of the time. We get all worked up because the situation we're in is not how we wanted it to turn out. See, we have to believe that God is going to accomplish his purposes, that God is going to accomplish his truth. We have to believe in the word of God. Acts 27 verse 25 says this, Therefore take heart, men, for I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. The Apostle Paul was confident that what God had shown him, that God would bring it to pass. That's the kind of prayer we should all have. That when God tells us that something's going to happen, that we believe it will happen because God is faithful. 
Many years ago, I read a devotion that really impacted me and introduced me to a man named George Mueller. In the devotion, it spoke of a man who was traveling with a captain of a steamer, and he recounts, I went to America some years ago with the captain of a steamer, who was a very devoted Christian. When off the coast of Newfoundland, he said to me, The last time I crossed here, five weeks ago, something happened which revolutionized the whole of my Christian life. We had George Mueller of Bristol on board. I had been on the bridge 24 hours and never left it. George Mueller came to me and said, Captain, I have come to tell you that I must be in Quebec Saturday afternoon. It is impossible, I said. Very well, if your ship cannot take me, God will find some other way. I have never broken an engagement for 57 years. Let us go down into the chart room and pray. I looked at that man of God and thought to myself, What lunatic asylum can that man have come from? I never heard of such a thing as this. Mr. Mueller, I said, do you know how dense the fog is? No, he replied. My eye is not on the density of the fog, but on the living God, who controls every circumstance of my life. He knelt down and prayed one of the most simple prayers, and when he had finished, I was going to pray. But he put his hand on my shoulder and told me not to pray. First, you do not believe he will answer. And second, I believe he already has. And there is no need whatsoever for you to pray about it. He looked at me and said, Captain, I have known my Lord 57 years, and there has never been a single day that I have failed to get audience with the king. Get up, Captain, and open the door, and you will find the fog is gone. I got up, and the fog was indeed gone. On Saturday afternoon, George Mueller was in Quebec for his engagement. The reason I love this story is, number one, it's true. And number two was the faith of George Mueller. And his confidence in God to answer his prayer. I'm sure his prayer, as simple as it must have been, was not one to bring attention to George Mueller, was not one to make George famous, but it was to bring glory and honor to God. And God heard that simple prayer and answered in a powerful way. My friends, our prayers don't have to be filled with a lot of fancy words. Our prayers must just must be filled with faith and belief that God will do what he wants to do. Yes, our prayers shouldn't be selfish. Yes, our prayers shouldn't be only for ourselves, but they should be for the glory of God. And if God gets the glory, and that he will answer our prayers so that he will get the most glory. Finally, there's three things I want us to think about when it comes to prayer. Prayer must be sincere. James tells us that if anyone is sick, let them come to the elders of the church and be prayed over, and the prayer of faith will heal. It's a sincere prayer that, God, we want you to move in someone's life physically. 
not, not to manipulate God, not to force God's hand, but to just sincerity of heart, asking God to do what he can do. Secondly, prayer must be within God's will. We can't ask for something that's outside of God's will. So that thing that you're asking for, will it draw you closer to God or will it push you farther from God? May it be something that brings you into a deeper relationship with the Lord and not something that will be a distraction. And then finally, prayer must be scriptural. John 15, 7 says, If you abide in me and my word abides in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. There's nothing more powerful to pray than God's word. So I encourage you, my friend, know the word of God, seek the will of God, and find that the power of God will be at work in your life. The power of prayer. May it be something that we utilize every single day. So we've talked over the last couple episodes about prayer. We've talked about the faith of prayer, how we must believe that God can answer our prayers. In this episode, we talked about the power of prayer, how our confidence and our boldness as we come to God in prayer must be evident. I encourage you to put both of those things into practice, praying by faith that you pray to a God that can do all things and pray powerfully and confidently and boldly. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks will receive. Everyone who seeks will find. And him who knocks, it will be open. Believe in your heart that God knows your heart. He knows what you need before you ask, but he still wants you to ask. Would you pray with me, please? Father, how grateful we are that you've given us prayer. Not empty words, God, but truly hearing our hearts, Father. And God, I ask for everyone who's listening that you would bless them, that you would draw them closer to you, that their prayers would be spirit-filled, that they would ask according to your will and that your will will be done, that you would be glorified, that you would be magnified, and that the name of Jesus would be high and lifted up. Bless us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, my friends. I hope you have a wonderful day. I look forward to talking to you next time on the Let's Talk Truth podcast. God bless. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Let's Talk Truth podcast. If you like the show, please share it with a friend. Let's show our community how truth is essential today. Leave a rating on iTunes and follow us on Instagram at Let's Talk Truth PR to keep up between episodes. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you taking the time to tune in. Until next time, please don't forget to seek truth in everything you do. Bye for now.